This is episode 572 on the 28th of September 2022 at a special start time of 7 p.m. IST and welcome to the highly anticipated India South Africa game 1 of the T20 Cup which are the final three games for both the teams to prepare and make sure that the arsenal for the world cup is ready because once that tournament starts there will be no rest and you cannot afford to make any mistakes there's no margin for error and that's how these tournaments are played and that's the beauty so as always india has won the toss and elected to bowl first which i think has reached an arrogant level because the thought process is that now we can chase that's the mindset that is going on that we can chase any score and this is a test of reserves if you look at the team selected you have ashwin harshal patel deepak chahar ashdeep singh and aksar patel as the fast bowlers with rohit sharma rahul kohli suryakumar yadav Dinesh Karthik as the batter, which means there are there is no Pandya for that acceleration in in the end. So all the pressure will be on Pant and Karthik who are fighting for that spot. And that's what we're going to believe. So we have Quinton De Kock and Demba Bhuma ready to. start the innings and how many runs can south africa score that will be the most interesting part and those who remember we are going to do a six over special till the first six overs till the fielding restrictions and let's see what can happen and deepak chahar gets a game so no bumra no bhuvneshwar kumar for this tournament as they have been sent to the performance center for rehabilitation which means you have bowlers bowling between 130 and 135 which will make it a very interesting situation so couple of all rounders aksar patel ashwin harshal patel and deepak chahar let's see how that goes i will be very interested to see how that pans out but anything is possible in this particular sport you can't say what will happen what will not happen so we are ready for ball one of this highly anticipated clash and winning the toss and bowling first as i said has reached a arrogant level that we don't want to defend the score we want to chase a score they did chase 180 in the last match as they put their goals the first ball to quinton de kock who defense and straight to the fielder so that's going to be very interesting as to how this whole thing pans out let's see it's, it will be interesting it's going to get a lot of people interested the last three games for the teams and then what you have are the warm up games which really don't count because the rules are such that everybody can play so they truly don't get the adrenaline pumping and then Let's see. So Deepak Chahar bowling the second ball to Quinton De Kock, bowling at around 130 kilometers per hour. This time he plays it away and it's been fielded at cover point and the first ones on the board for South Africa. 
and it will be tenbab mukumo on strike once again a reminder he is like virat kohli don't expect him to score 30 of 10 he'll be scoring maybe 45 of 30 50 of 40 that 125 130 strike rate they have him as a captain so they need him in the team and the last time these two teams played the series was squared at two all so my question is why did we need South Africa to come again. Why didn't we invite another team? But then they have almost invited every team except our immediate neighbours to play. But that does baffle me a bit. And why do we need to invite South Africa again? We could have had a six-match tournament versus Australia, but Australia also needs to play with their own in their own home series. So as I said, an interesting. Bowling lineup, equally interesting batting order. Except Arshadeep, the other ten are decent batters, couple of all-rounders, and it will be interesting to see as to how this whole thing pans out. As Chahar rushes in to bowl the third ball, and Baguma drives and misses. So we're going to expect. Are we going to expect swing? Will if Deepak Chahar bowls well in this match, will he get? A chance ahead of Bhuvneshwar Kumar. These are going to be the things which are going to be decided. But the first three balls have been bowled well. A bit of swing. So what swing do you expect in a 20-over match? Probably nothing. But then that's how things are in a 20-over game, and that's how things should be in a 20-over game. So five balls, one run, decent start by India in the first over. And if you do that, bowling first, and if the team batting first doesn't get that momentum in the first over, then it means that a lot of things are going to happen. And now something very interesting is going to happen. Who will open with Chahar? Because neither Harshal Patel nor Ardeep Singh are your regular. Opening bowlers, they like to come in after the power play. Will you open with Ashwin because of the whole left-hander theory? And that's the end of Babuma. So Deepak Chahar gets the first strike, and South Africa lose a wicket in the very first over. And India have struck gold. They've got the captain for a golden duck. So Babuma has to depart. Not the kind. Of things he was expecting from this particular match, but that's how things are, and that's how things will be going forward. And it was a good in-swinging delivery. And looking at this, you might just see a switch. If you bowled well in these three games, you might see a switch between Pumneshwar Kumar and Deepak Chahar. As far as the World Cup is concerned, Deepak Chahar may come into the main eleven and. He might pick Bumrah or might demote Bumrah into the reserves, but let's not get carried away. This is just pure speculation. One doesn't know what will happen. These are just speculations. But the ball swinging, maybe who knows? 120, 135 may be a good score. You don't always have to get 180, 190. I don't know what's your obsession getting 180, 190. But that's not always the case. That should be something everyone should be cognizant of. So, Pali Russo comes in at number three. 
I think it's probably the other way around. Take it up, open with Makaram, Russo at 3, maybe Kumar at 5. Because this is what happens when you have Babuma, Virat Kohli, localite, just like Kane Williamson or Steve Smith. They all play in the same manner. They're not going to go at 40 of 20. That's never going to happen. That's never happened before and that won't be happening anytime soon. So good start by Arshdeep Singh. So first seven balls, one run, one wicket and Arshdeep is opening. As I said, they're all 125-130 kind of bowlers. But they're good bowlers. And Bumrah not playing because he has some kind of a niggle pitch. Really baffles me how did this term even come about? Where did this term niggle come about? So he plays two games and then he's not in the team. Is he not going to be that mainstream guy? But then as I said, don't go by the speed gun. Don't be affected by what the speed gun says because that's not how things work. That's something you all have to keep in mind. The speed gun doesn't always give you an accurate description of what's happening. That's the way things work in this particular business. Another wicket has been taken. So South Africa lose both their openers and Arshdeep and Shahar were not playing in the previous series, in the previous tournament have suddenly struck gold. Once again inside edge. So maybe you expect that the ball is not coming onto the bat. This is not your belter of a wicket. I don't know, maybe winning the toss. Maybe something good for the team which has won the toss and bowled first. But two huge wickets and South Africa in a bit of trouble at 1 for 2. Which means you have the hitters to follow. Aiden Makran, Tristan Stubbs. Valley Russo, then David Miller and imagine if David Miller has to come at this situation in the after 8 balls with South Africa having lost both their wickets. That will be a very interesting situation. But 2 wickets lost in the first 8 balls by ballers who were not part of the previous tournament and we were always wondering what will happen, how will this whole thing pan out. No Bhubaneshwar, no Bumrah, who do you think are your major ballers? And here we have two reserve ballers who are doing so well. So Aiden Makram comes in at number four. I still think South Africa may have messed up their batting lineup. They should have opened with Makram. One for two, you never know. South Africa has no option but to go bang, bang, bang and attack. Who knows what will exactly happen? But it will be interesting. Be a very very interesting situation as kind of a short leg has been placed and once again bit of swing straight to the field as the first nine balls South Africa have are in trouble and you can say that India got the game under control as once again there was an inside edge onto the stumps sometimes these things can go for four sometimes they can have an inside edge it all depends on how the luck of the batter. It's all about the luck of the batter. So here we go. Nine balls, one run, two wickets, Arshdeep steaming in at 125. Bowling to Russo, bowling to Makram and a beautiful crispy shot through the covers and the first major boundary of the match as South Africa moves on to 5 for 2. And that's why Aiden Makram should be opening 
with Quentin Decock and maybe they can send Kabumba at number 4 or number 5. They have Riley Russo who is your opener and your number 3 but now it's all on Russo and Makra. It was an over pitch delivery and he just drove into it. Just a beautiful shot through the covers but at this point 10 balls, 5 runs is something that they will have to work on and they will have to go all out attack now and Arshti bowls to Makram who tries to hit and gets a wide and when he gets a wide so he wasn't a wide but then as I said the umpires don't have any discretion over wides they just give a wide because they feel I want to give a wide I love giving a wide ball I just love it that's what the umpires think they can do so the first 10 balls 6 for 2 All the pressure on Makram and Russo and let's see what happens as Arshdi steams in to Aiden Makram. Once again on the pads and that has been given a wide or has it? It's been given a wide so there was no touch with the bat and they get two runs along with the wide which brings Russo on strike and what can Riley Russo do? 8 for 2 after 1.4 overs. I thought there was an 8 with the bat. No. Good attempt by the keeper but then you always criticize the keeper because the keeper misses. Because down the leg side, not a bad delivery at all. But the keeper misses and the batters go for an extra run. So Riley Russo is going to face his first ball as India attack with two slips. Once again, Is there an edge? Yes! The third wicket falls. First, once again, a first bowler and South Africa slip further into trouble at 8 for 3. What is happening? This reminds me of the game 15 years ago when R.P. Singh went berserk and was taking wickets after wickets after wickets. A double strike in this over and just, you can call it a poor shot. Bit of swing. Ball swung late and the keeper had a simple catch. So maybe the decision to bowl first has worked and this may not be the belter that everyone was looking for. So I don't know what a belter means in this situation but that's how we look at things. So South Africa in deep deep trouble which forces David Miller to come in the second over which means you don't expect David Miller to start striking and hitting sixes immediately. He will have to take his time. It's 8 for 3. You don't want that to be 8 for 4. Now, it will get very interesting. David Miller doesn't want, you don't want him to come at this point in time. He's like your Dinesh Karthik in the last 10-12 overs comes and takes 40 or 20. But now he has to do what the openers do. He cannot hit his way out of trouble, but he has to hit his way out of trouble. Otherwise, Shahar, Arshdi, Arshad Patel, they are going to enjoy bowling to the, to the African batters and I said, pitches don't make a difference. Just one of those shots, had he missed, he would have missed. But ball hit the bat, it went to the keeper and everyone is none the wiser. So Mela comes in, a very different situation for him at this point in time. So how will he go about planning this? Well, as I said, he has no option but to Start slow. First ball and gone. 
What an over by Ardeep Singh. First ball swung great once again and three wickets in the over. That's a rarity, but Ardeep has struck twice and he's got three big wickets in this over. Makram. In fact, he's got Quinton Dickov, he's got Russo, and he's got Miller in the same over. And South Africa are in deep, deep trouble. And now we may see this match finish early. So where was Ashdeep in the Australian series? That's a question everyone will ask. But well, this almost looks like a test match. Bowling pitches in line and just swings and hits the stumps. Bang, bang, bang. Three wickets. Reminder anyone of RP Singh's performance against South Africa in Durban 2007? It looks like that surely because South Africa were in a similar position and RP Singh went berserk. Same age of 22 and a half, 23 years and three wickets in the over. And how will South Africa respond? Everyone said a powerful South African team and a team that is well prepared to take on a good team but here we are 8 for 4 but let's not get carried away maybe tomorrow you will see criticism of how this game went because pitch always coming to play why did we have a team at 8 for 4 in a 20 over game where you are expected to see 4 and 6 being hit for fun instead what we have is 3 wickets in the same over 3 batters bold 3 batters who scored a strength rate of 170 plus and it's 8 for 4 in the second over. There are two ways to look at it. Good bowling by the bowler, poor shot selection, but the crowd doesn't want to see wickets. The crowd wants to see 4s and 6s. Of course, want to see the wickets of the opposing team, but not at 8 for 4, which gets a 19-year-old or a 22-year-old in the second over of the match. How will these two respond? How will Makram and Christian Stubbs respond to the situation as Makram gets ready? Once again, he drives but gets a single. 9 for 4 after 13 balls, 3 wickets for Arshadeep Singh and everyone will say, where was this kid in the tournament against Australia? He just struck. Good bowling, call it a bit of swing. Go with that. I'm not going to question that. But he played across the line and bowled first ball. Four wickets have fallen in such a quick time that before I can process what is happening, another wicket would fall. So let's see how does Christian Stubbs, a young 22-year-old, respond to a situation in this team at 9 for 4 and not 100 for 4 in the 10th over. Shahar bowled, Stubbs cut it away and another catch and it's Asleep in the mix again. And South Africa lose another wicket in the first as a first bowler and the coach and the teammates in the dugout cannot believe that this is happening. 9 for 5 in a 20 over game. This may resemble a test match game. You don't know. It was an uppercut. But Arsene find, finds himself in the mix of things. And do we have an early finish to this match? It was short. It was wide. He could have left it, but he went for the shot and Arsdeep takes a good catch. Good running catch at third man, which is a rarity because of all the criticism about dropped catches in the previous game. But North Africa are in deep, deep trouble at 9 for 5. 
and the dugout is well literally stupefied like you would stupefy opponents in harry potter which meant you you would stun them or there was book 2 chamber of secret in which looking at the basilisk would stun you it's, it's exactly what is happening so do we expect an early finish of africa bold out for 25 30 40 45 runs 9 for 5 What's happening? India would have been nine for five, so it's worked both ways, and we are only 15 balls into the match. Once again, beautifully driven by Aidan Markham, the only one who's got a couple of boundaries going, but he needs some support. And all the major batters are gone. Now what we have are the all-rounders in Wayne Parnell, and then the and then Watkins calls the tail end in Rabada and Markham and. Others, 13 for five. He comes down the track and just gets it beautifully, and that's why I said Aiden Markram should be opening. And then you can reward around the number four as much as you like. Five wickets in the first 16 balls. How do you analyze? There's nothing to analyze. Poor shot selection, good bowling, criticism of the pitch. 13 for five. Shock the world, stupefy everyone. I have no words. This time he plays it away and takes a single. And South Africa move on to 14 for five after 17 balls, three five wickets in the first three overs. This this is what the Indian team had the brick bats for. They they would not take wickets in the first six overs, and the team would go bang bang bang. Now when you have taken wickets in the first six overs. How do you analyze the situation? How do you analyze a team at 14 for five? This reminds me of a game in Durban 2007. Left arm bowler R.P. Singh, left arm bowler Ashdeep Singh. None of the bowlers are bowling at 140. You had Shri Sant and Jogendra Sharma and Harbhajan Singh, and of course left arm spinner Gibran Singh at 14 for five. Nothing to lose for South Africa. This is the last batting proper batting pair. But you don't. But in a 20-over game, you don't want a team at 14 for five. But that's how things are. 14 for five, three overs, four and a half runs per over. Game may be over before we even call it dinner. And the crowd will say, "Well, we didn't get to see the full three hours." You can see. This African locker room, well, they have been literally, metaphorically, everywhere to be fine. As Ashdi bowls the his second over on a hat trick to Markram, and Markram defends the only batter who has got some momentum going compared to the rest of the batters who have been well clean bowled, literally through the line, one zero, one zero. One one zero 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 one zero zero ten zero zero. That's how things are. And the dugout doesn't know what to do. Can Markram and Pandey take them to even one twenty? That will be decent batting this time. On the pads, flicked away, and another boundary for Aiden Markram, which. Well, question: Why is is it he opening? But then they have decided he is your number three batter. They want to include Babuma because of obvious reasons. So three point two overs, 
5418 on the bags and thank you says Aiden Makro. Aiden Makro, the only boundary hitter, only batter who has adjusted to the swinging conditions in a ground where matches don't really happen in Kerala deep south. You would expect that the ball to spin and turn. It's swinging. That's what things are in this particular. Once again. Comes down the track and misses. So here we are for the last nine balls of tonight's program. Let's see how things go up. So you have Kesha Maharaj to follow, along with Rabada, Nokia, and Shamsi. Do we expect the same kind of bowling from Shamsi and Rabada and Nokia? Yes, they will be bowling at 145, but they won't have anything to do if they are defending 70, 80. They have to get to at least between 100 to 120 if there's any chance for South Africa to have any kind of game. Good bouncer. So 3.4 overs, 5.48 in the last eight balls of tonight's program. As Arshdeep has done something which is a rarity, three wickets in an over, including missing out on a hat trick. That's the beauty. Here we get ready for the last eight balls of tonight's program. As Arshdeep round the wicket, steaming into Makram, you get Makram, and then you know you can bowl out the batting team once again. Swing and a miss, and good ball. So boundary, the only ball which had something to do. So 18 for five in the fourth over. Would expect it to be 40 for zero in the fourth over, but at 18 for five in the fourth over, and in deep, deep trouble with just nothing happening. So the final ball of the fourth over to be bowled by Arshdi, who might bowl out if that's the way things are. As he bowls to Makram, who straight to Madon, four overs gone, 18 for five. South Africa in deep, deep trouble. All the bonus on Makram to do something extraordinary. But if South Africa can get anywhere between 100, 120, well, that will be a miracle at 18 for five, which means someone like a Brad Parnell, who has been in and out of the team, who was an important all-rounder when he made his debut 12, 13 years ago, then. Whatever issues he had with the governing body, his employers—that's how things are. Sometimes the issues are so frivolous that when they come up, you just baffle. But that's how things work in this particular sport. Issues crop up. It's difficult to understand why those issues crop up. Why some players are left out for a long period, then they are given another chance later on. But that's the way things. And Chahar bowls his third over. And this time, Parnell plays it straight to the fielder, and they will come back for two runs. And South Africa moves on to 20 for five. I've seen such games from nine to five, nine for five. I've seen teams get to 60 in 10-12 overs. So they have to be very careful as to how they deal with this. But Parnell, he can do the job. He's also a left-arm fast bowler, and I think. Shahar and Arshdeep might bowl their four overs before he pings on Harshad Patel, 
and then the two spinning all-rounders in Aksar Patel and Ashwin. So we see Chahar in the air but out of reach. So 26 balls, last four balls of tonight's program. Inside edge but away from the batter, away from the bowler to take cotton ball chance. That was never happening. Well, South Africans say we have three games, we may do the same thing to them in the next match. So why do we bother? As the last four balls of this particular match are coming up, as Chahar bowls to Pandel, who defends straight to mid-off. So 4.3 overs, 5 for 20. Chahar 2 for 9, Arshdeep has taken three wickets. And South Africa are 20 for 5. Well, was it expected? No. Has happened? Is it something new? At the same time, this was a possibility. Maybe in a 5-day game, maybe in a 50-hour game, but certainly not in a 20-hour game. This may not even last the requisite 20 overs. As Parnell plays straight to the fielder, 4.4 overs, 5 for 20. As we are ready for the last two balls of tonight's program. All of them bowled or caught. And there's nothing the batter can do about it. So here we are, the final ball of tonight's program. As Shahar, two more balls to go in fact. So here we are ready for the fifth ball of tonight's program. He pulls, misses and it's still 20 for 5 after 4.5. All the hype around what will happen and they're 20 for 5. Could have happened with the other team. Who knows? That's a distinct possibility. But if 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 it would have happened, it would have happened. There's nothing you can do about it. Now the final ball of tonight's program coming up. 5 overs, 20 for 5. I've done this in a video game. But in a real game, that's a rarity. As Chahar streams in, as Parnell goes big and smashes it out of the ground for a 6, that's exactly what was needed in this situation. So that ends tonight's program.